And when I looked closer, there was a, a Sasquatch face on the other side, and uh, it was looking right back in at us. Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints. They are up there. Welcome, everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot Podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Anna, and my experience was in West Virginia. Um, it was back 76, 77 area, so I was like six or seven um, in West Virginia at my grandparents' house. I'm outside playing. Um, the house is surrounded by woods on three sides, so the back and the two sides. And I'm out front playing, and I kept hearing this loud thud. And I'm like looking around, and there's something coming down the hill. I can see it in the tree line coming down and every step it took, it just thud like it was just like stomping. And it, like I could feel it like almost vibrate in my body, the steps. And as it got closer, I'm like, I jumped up and kind of like ran behind this one tree. It's a real big tree in the front yard. I'm kind of peeking around and it's passing the outhouse and I'm like, that thing is huge. My mind went, run. I ran up the stairs and into the house and in the living room. And I'm under the window. And I you know how kids, they, they'll like peek over something to, you know, check it out. They're scared. So I was kind of like raising up to look out the window to see if it had crossed in front of the house yet. And as I'm coming up, I am now nose to nose with this thing through the window. And I swear it like seemed like I was there forever, but it was only a few seconds and I screamed and I jumped back um, and I fell to the floor and I jumped up and ran to another window in the living room and it was walking past our swing set going into the other woods on the other side of the house. And it turned around and looked back at me and then turned back and walked in the woods and disappeared. My grandmother comes in, like, what's, you know, what happened? And I told her and no, she told me that's not, you know, you didn't see that. I don't know what you saw, but you know, no, there's no monsters out there. But yet I was never allowed to play outside again by myself. Yeah. Um, but he was huge, like the fur, the hair on him. I don't even want to say it was fur because it was hair. It was long. It was like dark, deep, reddish brown. Um, I could, you know, the, like the proportions, he was huge, but his proportions were like, like where my hand would, you know, lay on your side, where my fingertips hit was about where his fingertips would have hit on him. But when I was at the window, and we were nose to nose, the, his 
face was so like leathery looking tan like just dark brown and his eyes were just these round just completely round circular golden eyes and like i'll never forget this face like i could probably describe it to a sketch artist and have them sketch it um but yeah so that was my experience and it was something that stayed with me for well i'm 52 years old now so 46 years and I'm, i'll never forget that experience yeah they, they they have a tendency to to burn an image in your brain that you can't really erase so yeah. it's totally understandable uh, yeah but when i was looking in his eyes like i didn't i wasn't scared i didn't think he wanted to hurt me you know i, I didn't get that fear i was scared because just it was huge you know so i mean he was tall because when i got older my grandparents the house is actually still there but the the land has been vacant since my grandparents passed and um but i measured from the ground to the window to where his face and my face met and it was eight feet i don't know any eight foot tall person <laughs> around my you know that lived around us that it could have been yeah eight foot people are, are kind of rare and hard to come by these days <laughs> right yeah and then it was you know and then my grandma you know she just kind of like blew it off i because when i was telling her the only thing i could i never heard of bigfoot I was six or seven. I had never heard Bigfoot. So I just described, I kept saying King Kong. It looked like King Kong <laughs> because a movie, a King Kong movie had come out right earlier that year or the year before. And that's what I, my mind equated it with at six or seven was King Kong. I was probably 10 or 11 years old before I heard the word Bigfoot. And I'm like, that's what I saw. <laughs> yeah. Not King Kong, <laughs> Bigfoot. But, you know, I wasn't allowed outside by myself to play. Um, either my aunt had to be out there with me or my cousins who lived next door had to be over. Or I wasn't allowed outside. And uh, upon reflection, do you think that the it was just curious and maybe it was checking you out? I mean, now that you thought back about it probably several times in your head over the years. Like, do you think it was curious and it just came to see what you were do what you were doing or do you think it had other intentions? No, I, I just think he just was passing through and saw me and was interested in what I was. You know, I don't know, maybe I was the first child he had ever seen. Um, and I always call it a he because it just it was so muscular and I mean like you could see, like it was yeah <laughs> i don't know if you ever watched wrestling but andre the giant oh yeah put andre the giant in a sasquatch bigfoot suit and he would still be a little bit smaller than what this bigfoot i saw was wow, wow yeah cool. he was big how, how but, did you deal with it as a child like i mean you mentioned earlier that you know that you saw a monster but is that kind of what you took with you did you have trouble sleeping did you have nightmares no no i mean i i did become very more aware of the sounds going around my grandparents house um all the outside noises um i'd hear howling um and it was it scared me and <clears throat> loud and just close and and i my grandma oh no that's uncle joe's coon dogs was my grandpa's brother lived next door like 
all of his brothers and sisters, we all lived on the same little one-lane road. So it was all family around us. And, um, but Uncle Joe had six or seven hunting dogs that would bark a lot. And Uncle Joe would come out and yell at him to shut up. And if they didn't shut up, he would fire a shot in the air and then everything would just go silent. Like everything. But I don't think all those howls I heard were his dogs. <laughs> oh, there, there was like vocalizations going on in the property as well? Yeah, but you they were off. You could tell they were up the hill because the way that the property set it was like on a hillside but we were in a depression area and then the driveway went down another hill um so it sounded like in the house but it was off in the woods it wasn't you know uncle joe's dogs that are like right down the the creek and you know over the creek or right there and so but i mean i never i when I was six or seven, yeah, it was a monster. But when I got older and, and now I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, but I wasn't, I wasn't afraid that it was going to hurt me. I just, you know, I, I didn't have that fear. The fear was, it was so big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you yeah. really quickly though. You, you mentioned its eyes. Um, they were a golden color. Like the pupils were, were a golden color. Like his whole, like, I didn't see any other color other than gold just this deep gold and like i don't remember seeing like whites of eyes you know like what we have um i just remember the just the the deep golden look i mean it looked like marbles like golden marbles as eyes wow and it just gave me when i looked into his eyes i mean it just it wasn't it wasn't an angry face or anything. He was, I think he was as surprised as I was to see another face at the window. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, because it's just the way it happened because, I mean, just what, I mean, like, wow, it's right there. I'm like nose to nose through a single pane glass. <laughs> you know, because this is in 76. My grandpa built that house um, when him and my grandma got married and, you know, I, my grandpa was born in like 1911, so the house is old. Those were just single pane glass windows. That thing could have broke that window easily and snatched me yeah. if it had any ill intent. But there was no ill intent. It was just passing through and saw me. Yeah, it sounds like it was really more curious as to what you were or what you were right. doing than, than anything else. Now, you mentioned a, a sketch artist. I'm going to put you in contact with somebody after we, we get done recording here uh, with a gentleman who, who actually does that. He, he, he sketches um, people's Sasquatch encounters and give, gives them an actual visual. So I, I think you'd probably enjoy speaking with him. But Yeah, that would be cool. That would be interesting because, you know, and I don't talk to a lot of people about this, <laughs> you know, my experience because I just, the skepticism, I just don't want to have to argue with somebody to prove that, I know what I saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to believe it. That's on you. I know what I saw. But my sister, she's my stepsister, um, her and I, you know, would drive around Ohio, West Virginia, um, get up five o'clock in the morning and, you know, drive six hours just to go somewhere where they had a lot of sightings. Um, we have a state park here that actually has Bigfoot event. They have like big, like, Bigfoot's footprints in the sidewalk and a statue 
because there's been so many reports out of that one state park. How many years did it take before you actually started telling people? Oh, after I was told that I didn't see what I saw, I, it was probably 10 years. Like I didn't, once I said it and nobody seemed to believe me, I never talked about it again and never heard anybody else talk about it. But, um, and it, this popped in my head this morning. I was standing at the kitchen sink. So 91, 92, I was with this guy and we were planning on getting married and we had gone to visit my grandmother at the property. Um, you know, we'd spent the day there and everything. Well, we're driving back to Ohio and we're on a two lane road. That's um, a shortcut between her, between the town I live in and another town. And all of a sudden he jerks his head around and I'm like, what was that? He's like, I just saw a bear. He says, I saw a brown bear. I'm like, there are no brown bears in West Virginia. We have black bears, no brown bears. He's like, I swear that was a brown bear and it was walking on two legs. I was like, oh, that was Bigfoot. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. I was nose to nose with it through the living room window at my grandmother's. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't see it. I looked in my rearview mirror to see if anything was going to cross the road. But by the time I got to the curve, nothing had crossed. But I fully think that he saw Bigfoot. Yeah, it definitely could be. I mean, bears don't usually walk on their hind legs too, too often, but they do do it. But Right, know. right. But, you know, and I didn't see it. But, I mean, when he said brown, you know, this dark brown, I'm like, we don't have brown bears. <laughs> <laughs> There's no brown bears. I'm like, the only explanation would be that it was Bigfoot. It seemed like you got pretty comfortable talking about your Sasquatch encounter with, with people close to you. Is that kind of fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I don't, nobody outside my little circle, no, I don't even know that I've actually shared it with my best friend. Um, Just because, this is going to sound weird, but our friendship, we're really, really close, but we, it doesn't involve nature. She's not an outgirly dirt girl or anything like that. And so we never really do anything that would put me in, you know, in a situation where I could bring up Bigfoot. I'm not just going to be sitting there one day and say, oh, yeah, guess what? When I was six or seven, I saw Bigfoot. She's going to look at me like I have three heads. <laughs> <laughs> because she's that I, I just, I love her to death, but I just don't think she would understand. So I try not to talk about that with her but my sister and i talk about it a lot um she lives in new mexico now and we've actually when i've gone out to visit her we've gone out in their state parks and stuff and we come on some um i was telling you about the uh little tree tent structure things that we came across yeah um which we also found here in a couple of the parks that we went to here in ohio is we we found some tp structure with the sticks and all this and like really and i'm like i don't know i'm like they don't naturally fall like that <laughs> so yeah i mean who else would do it we're in the middle of the woods you know a bear's not going to make a tent you know or a tp out of sticks did did you get into researching um no i've just going out i just love to be out in nature so just going out and and exploring for me was a way to do it but i haven't really like gone and like 
dug up research on Bigfoot. You know, I listen to other people's story, you know, their experiences and stuff. And I'm like, wow, yep, dude, I know you're right. That, yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they look like. Yeah. But I don't, you know, but my sister with her living out there, I don't have anybody in my family that would go out with me. So I won't go out alone in the woods. I, I want somebody that has my back <laughs> yeah. with me just in case, because we have bears and bobcats over here so <laughs> it, it sounds like you're really kind of um, more curious about the the sasquatch now when, when did that kind of kick in for you when, when did you start wanting to go into the woods and, and just kind of look for signs or, or anything like that um, i think we actually started doing the the hikes and stuff about 2006 maybe 2007 we would go like if it wasn't um, every other weekend, it'd be like once a month, we would just, you know, get the paper map out and we'd go, okay, we're going there. And we would go there. And um, it was just, you know, a way of getting us out of the city and out in nature. And, you know, if we came across something, we came across something. We were sitting one day by a little pond and we kept hearing footsteps. And we're like, oh, are we really about to see one? I mean, because it literally sounded like footsteps. No, it was a squirrel jumping <laughs> through the leaves. We were so disappointed because <laughs> we really thought we were about to see something come out of the tree line. <laughs> and it was a squirrel. <laughs> so hey. now anytime we do something, we're like, dang, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so would you want to see one again? Would you want to run it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I would love to have the the good experience like I did, you know, as a child, as an adult. I would love to be able to experience something like that again. Because oh. now I'm, you know, I, I'm aware of what that encounter, you know, can mean as a child. I didn't understand it, you know. Now it's like I want to see one again just to prove to that six or seven year old yes you did see what you saw yeah and then that's totally understandable I, I've, i'm in the same boat as you I, i'd love to see another one again just to confirm what i saw but you know bigfoot doesn't operate on our terms bigfoot kind of operates right. on their own so yeah i mean if it's meant to be i'll see one again but um i just i don't get back to the proper my sister and i oddly enough never went exploring in the woods around my parent my grandparents home on any of our bigfoot excursions we never went to that property and i asked her the other day after we've talked and i decided to do this um i said why didn't we ever go there and she's like i don't know it was just never brought up so i'm not sure why we never went there <laughs> doesn't make sense to me i don't know what we were thinking but it's grown up so much, you know, now there's, it's not, it's not a family road anymore. Families have sold off, you know, the plots of land, new houses were built and things like that. So it's changed. I don't even know if they would even still be in that area with all the way, with the buildup around there. Oh, you haven't been back in, in many years? No, I haven't been back. I want to say it's been... High seven, eight years. Um, my 
uh, my dad passed away in 08 and I have an aunt that still lives um, in the general area where my grandparents' house is, not at the house. And I've only seen her a few times, but the rest of the, I moved away when I was 11, went to Pennsylvania and lost contact with like that whole side of my dad's family. (laughs) But my grandparent, my grandpa passed away in 81, my grandma, I was very close with him. I actually w- would go there when she was alive. I would go every month to see her. Um, uh, she passed away in 96. So they're just, my dad lived on the property for a couple of years after that. And then he got remarried and they moved to her property. And then the property just sat vacant. Oh, I see. So, yeah. And the house, you know, the house has kind of fallen in. Somebody, Somebody, the last time I was there, somebody had gotten, broke into, well, didn't break into the house. They literally took the back door off the hinges and had like a big old party. There's Bud Light boxes, bottles, cans everywhere. They've torn the ceiling out of the living room. Like they destroyed the house my grandfather built. And I don't know who, how they, who would it, it would have been. You know, I mean, it's not on a main road and the house is like way up at the top of the hill with the brushes overgrown. So you can't even see the house from the little one lane road. So I don't know who it was, but that just broke my heart and I haven't been back since. Oh, that's too bad. You know, I I really have an affinity for uh, like old abandoned towns or or old mining towns and things like that. Completely off the subject of Sasquatch, but. There's there's a little tiny abandoned village not too far from where I live, and me and my friend went exploring, and you know it was the same thing. It was just full of beer cans and beer bottles, and you can tell people spray paint, and all. it just really kind of made me sad because there was yeah. you, you can tell just by looking at it. There, at one point, there was a thriving community there, and there was a school, an abandoned school, which was really kind of creepy. But <laughs> but uh oh, yeah yeah oh, the bait. I, I, we've come upon some like a little abandoned towns and walked around them and looked in windows and stuff. And it's just interesting to look at everything that that's left when the people just abandon yeah. things, you know, like your table's still set for dinner and you, every, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened? Why is this town this way? And then, you know, you start coming up with your own theories on what happened with the town before you know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, back. Let's go back to your uh, to your encounter for a moment. Like now, you mentioned I'm going to go back to when you were a kid and you just had this sighting through the glass window. You, you get startled. You, you fall backwards. How long did it take before you kind of before you kind of uh, accept what you saw and the fear kind of leaves you? Um. See, I don't remember even when telling my grandma, like, the fear was gone. Like, I was just trying to tell her what I saw, you know? Like, I wasn't, like, crying or screaming. I was just normally talking, trying to tell her what I just saw. But, like, the fear wasn't wasn't there. It was gone because I knew that it had moved on. I watched it walk in the woods and disappear. So I didn't, you know 
have that fear. And I was never fearful after being, you know, being outside playing. Um, it was the nighttime when I was in bed and hearing the howls that scared me. And I don't know why the howls scared me, but that scared me at night, I guess, because it's pitch black. You know, there's no street lights. There's, you know, and we had to use an outhouse. <laughs> I had to walk in that pitch black with a little lantern to the outhouse that this Bigfoot, no, back then it was, I just, it was the big red hairy man. He, he walked right past that outhouse. And I'm like, I want, don't want to go to that outhouse anymore. Not at night. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, please no. So you never... so I would make it, anybody walk out with me. I didn't care who it was. Somebody had to walk to the outhouse, outhouse, outhouse with me. Yeah, well, that's understandable too. I, I, I get that. But you never really had a fear. You just kind of more of a, uh, a sense of caution. Would that be all right to say, I, I guess? It just, it just made me more aware of my surroundings. Like I could, you know, I would scan like the trees for a long time when I was outside, like just looking. But I mean, those, the, the footsteps, every footstep coming down that hillside, like I literally felt that vibrate in my body. And I'm like, he was so far away. How could I feel his footsteps? Yeah. And I think it's just, I don't know. It was just this intense vibration in my body with every step he took. Believe it or not, but, I, I completely understand that feeling. I've experienced that myself, actually. So I, I really know what you're talking about. So, but yeah, when he walked away from the house after we were nose to nose in the window, and he looked back at me, he was walking, but he was, I could not hear any thudding and I didn't feel the vibration. So, I mean, because I don't know how my grandma in the house didn't hear those thuds because to me, they were so loud and so i don't know if my grandma saw it she was in the house i don't know where she was i was playing outside but we were the only two home my grandpa and everybody else is working the fields down back behind the church that we used to attend and so it was early morning you know and it was warmish i don't know that it was necessarily summer but it was you know late spring early summer maybe because it was rather warm outside so i mean it's just big yeah this this big hairy creature coming down the hillside and this nose to nose with me and i thought that was just like now as an adult i think that was just the coolest thing that i got to experience that yeah. wish i would have you know been able to understand back then what i you know how i feel about it now <laughs> now you mentioned when it walked away that did it walk away like a person does yeah it was, i mean just walking i mean it wasn't like hunched over it was just i mean he he walked like he was walking like a human just twice the size of any human i'd ever seen <laughs> <laughs> well i guess i should have clarified when i asked that question though is Sasquatch are kind of known for their, their fluid movement, I guess. And you know how a person kind of bobs up and down. Uh, did it do that or was it more like a, like its head really didn't move? And it's like... Oh, no, no, it was smooth. It was, it was, you know, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, it was smooth. It was just one continuous motion. Like he didn't, 
like there wasn't that you know jolt that you can see you know with every step you take and he just walked and him turning around and looking at the house and looking directly at the other window i'm at because the living room there was a window on the wall that where him and i were nose to nose and then the wall that proceed that runs right with that one there's another window that was above our tv and that's the one i seen him out of when he turned around and looked back at, at the house i remember thinking back then why did he look back <laughs> like how did he know i was in this window that, that, that seems like a very and i don't like to use this but that seems like a very humanistic action don't you think like i mean yeah that's how people would react and for something like a sasquatch which kind of looks like a person but not really to to do act to have the same mannerisms as a human does i think that's what kind of kind of uh well, i don't want to say creep people out but i think that's what kind of makes people more um uh, fearful i guess do you, do you understand what i'm saying I don't know. It's just because I mean, you're right. You know, because the just the the way the motion, the face. I mean, it was a longer face than a human's and stuff. But those eyes, the eyes, they even to this day, I have not been able to find a picture. You know, drawing, not picture, but a drawing of a Bigfoot's face. And never seen one that had the eyes the way the one I saw had. They were they weren't oval shape or like human eyes. They were completely round. It was circular, like just. And but they were. I don't know. It's just even like trying to think of how to. They were. It was like I was looking at a person who. I didn't know, but I don't know how to explain it really on the eyes because I just, the eyes just like, I knew when I looked in his eyes that he wasn't going to hurt me, you know, and I, I don't know how long we stood there face to face. It seemed like forever, but then I screamed and I don't even know why I screamed because it, we had already been looking at each other. It, like felt like that long but it like actually happened within like a second of me seeing his face I screamed but it seemed like it was forever <laughs> seemed like I was staring at his face for a good 10 seconds but it literally was like so fast it's like we saw each other looked at nose to nose eyes to eyes screamed and fell back um because there was a chair under the window. So I was actually on the chair and I fell off the chair when I screamed. And I got up and ran to the other window, which was like four or five steps from where I was. And that's, he was crossing right in front of that window, diagonally towards the woods. Did it remind you more of a, of a human or did it remind you more of an ape? See, I say it, it looked more closer to what a human's look like not an ape like it wasn't didn't have a pronounced you know like how the ape's mouth will protrude his face wasn't like that it was just it was very long 
um, like a longer face and he had no hair on, no beard. Like it was like, there was hair on his neck, you know, like under his chin, but as far as like on the sides, it wasn't all over his, it wasn't all over his face. It was just like, like somebody had let their sideburns grow out and kind of go down on the cheek area. Um, and then I don't, I remember the, the, his skin on his face was so dark and I didn't know back then, but, um, as I got older, I was in cosmetology school and I was given a woman, a, um, facial for one of our classes and her skin, you could tell she over tan. She was so, so dark and her, she was an older lady too. And her skin felt so leathery. And I'm like, that's what his face looked like. His face was that tan, leathery, like you've been tanning way too much, but it gave that leather look to it, leathery look. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, when I explain it to somebody that, you know, doesn't understand, you know, knows anything about it or has never seen one, they're like looking at me like, what? I'm like, like the, the mom that tans too much, that woman that was on that went viral for tanning too much. Her skin's leather. <laughs> it's like so leathery. That's what his face looked like. Like he was always out in the sun. And well, that would make sense. <laughs> you know, and it just like, but there was hair everywhere else. Just his face didn't have a lot of hair. That would be what I would consider maybe with uh, the ape, with the, the lack of the lot of hair on the face. Um, but no, not looking anything like ape-like or anything like that. It was more of a, more of a human yeah. looking no, I, I Bigfoot, but you know. I'm going to ask you one more question before I let you go. Um, I, I kind of ask all my guests this and you're free to answer it however you want, but how do you think that your encounter, has it changed you in any way? And if so, how? It's, it has when I was a child, but now as an adult, knowing what I experienced as a child and what that actually, you know, that I'm really lucky to experience that, it's just given me, you know, the sense of, yeah, there's things out there that we believe in, but we've never, but not everyone's ever seen it. So there are things out there that exist that maybe no humans have ever seen, and this well, it, you know, whether you choose to believe or not, that's, I choose to believe that there are things out there that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Other, you know, other existence that we haven't seen, whether it be aliens, you know, Bigfoot, you know, whatever. It, always believe in something. It's, it just taught me to, to look at the experience and not, not judge somebody for saying that experience yeah it really sounds to I, me like like you're really embracing the whole you know whole sasquatch experience and i, I almost guarantee you dear you're going to start getting more deeper into it i, I almost promise you that <laughs> it happens yeah i can see that happening <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean you know i don't 
like I said, I usually don't talk to people about it too often that don't know me very well. It's, you know, just one of those things. I just, I've had a couple of friends I've told, you know, back, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, I know what I saw. I don't, you know, you can't tell me what I saw was wrong. <laughs> I saw it. Look, nose to nose with it. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely understand. Yeah. In British so it Columbia, gets frustrating, you know, to have to defend it all the time because you, just because you haven't seen it doesn't make it real. You know, doesn't make it not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Like, even in British Columbia, where, where Sasquatch is pretty much widely accepted that, you know, they're out there, you, you still get that person that just doesn't care or doesn't believe or even if you, even if you've explained in detail what you saw, there's always some other rational explana- explanation for it. And, and, you know, it's like, no, no, I know what I saw. So, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Right, yeah. So that's why I just, oh, okay, okay, I know what, you know, I'll hold that experience. That's okay. <laughs> I don't need to tell people. I know what I saw. Yeah. Well, Anna, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time today to be on the show. I know you're a little bit nervous, and I appreciate you, you coming on and sharing your encounter with us. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you for listening. It was fun to be able to talk about it and have people, you know, have somebody ask me questions and about it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And don't hang up here. I'm going to get you in touch. I'm going to, we're going to talk about some info about getting you a sketch artist because I really think that you, uh, you should speak to this gentleman that I know. So just hang on the line. Okay. All right. And for the listeners, just hang around. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We are going to wrap up Anna's story shortly, but before we do that, we got to give a huge hello to my good friend and friend of the show, Mr. Josh Gallagher. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Sheldon. How you doing, my friend? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, for the audience, Josh is from the British Columbia Sasquatch Society on Facebook. If you don't know about that group, go check it out and give him a follow. I, Josh posts a bunch of... Uh, uh, different, a wide variety of topics about Sasquatch on, in his page. So go, definitely go check it out. But uh, we're we're not here to talk about that. I we I just want to catch up with Josh. How you been, man? Yeah, I've been doing really good, man. Been doing really good. The the snow is starting to to uh, melt a little bit faster now, which is nice. We had a we had a couple of weeks where we were scratching our heads when we walked outside and saw the <laughs> snow. But uh, yeah, it's looking like we're be able to get out there pretty soon. Yeah, you have you been out much? No, 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 not yet, not yet. Surprisingly, no. I mean surprisingly, the, the family thing keeps getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tick thing for me right now. I don't want to go outside when there's all these ticks are uh, invading oh, everybody. So many ticks out. Yeah, yeah, and those are nasty. They get in your skin. Oh, yeah, they're just anyway. gross little things. I don't know what purpose they serve. <laughs> you, you know, right? every, every every creature has a plan, but I don't get that one. That one's just disgusting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. So true. For the listeners, though, me and Josh are we're we're quite close friends here, and we were talking a couple of days ago. I can't really remember when it was. You know, with the new job, the days are kind of blurring into one. But we were talking yeah. about the whole subject of gifting. Now, you did a little bit of an experiment. You, would you mind telling us about that? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, I've been, I, I don't know. After listening to so many different like podcasts and listening to so many people try so many different things, right. Gifting, like people use marbles, people use, you know, apples, all kinds of different things. For me, I kind of wanted to try and do a different approach. I kind of wanted to do like, go out there and do something different, something that like, isn't something out of the norm that you would see in the woods or something. So my idea was to bring baubles. I was going to use baubles. I was going to go out in the middle of the mountains and use baubles like a crazy man. So, And you mean like the bubbles, <laughs> like you, you dip it in the soap water and, and blow through the yeah, little hoop? Yeah. And, yeah, okay. Yep, yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, so there, I, I got a few places that I like to go to around around this particular area. Well, well, let, um, before you get is, into that, Josh, before you get into that, let, let's set this up a little bit. Now, you, you have one area in particular that you have picked out. Now, Yep. You told me before we started recording why you picked it up. Would you mind telling the, telling the audience? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, so for the for the audience, absolutely. Um, there is a gentleman that used to live around the area that I currently live in, and his name is Stephen Isdall. <laughs> Some of you may have heard of him. Um, he's got the HowToHunt.com, the the YouTube channel. Yeah. Doing quite well. Um, well, so well. in one of his, he used to be a resident. He, he was basically just down the road from me, to be honest. But he's got an insane amount of content out now. So three years ago, <laughs> I watched a YouTube uh, episode, uh, one of his episodes called Sasquatch. My friend ran into one. And in that episode, he, he describes his friends uh, as he's still hunting in this area. And a Sasquatch gets up and walks uh, directly into the woods and so he had a sasquatch encounter in a specific area well that specific area i know where that area is it's not very hard to get to i don't want to give the location away if anyone's interested in finding out that area um you can head back three years and the zillions of videos steve has <laughs> and uh try to find that one and uh listen to the story it's a fascinating story it's a true story so Yes. Last year, specifically last year, I went up to that area, not as often as I wanted to, but multiple times. And one of my gifting, one of my ideas, one of my gifting ideas was to, to, to try bubbles, right? So I would go into the area, I would park my car, I would walk up into like a different section of the area, and I would just start, in my mind, or just like out loud, I would just start saying, you know, thank you for allowing me to be here. Uh, I know I'm on your land, I'm trespassing. Uh, let me show you, let me entertain you or something, you know, just something to try and make a connection. Right. And I started blowing bubbles. I just, I would sit there and just blow bubbles off the side of a mountain and they would go far, man. They would go like all the way across the Valley. If you, you know, they, they would go really, really far away. Uh, so it was kind of cool. Right. So I would be doing this. I don't know, twice a week for maybe for so like three three weeks in four weeks in even a month in i go up there to one specific spot right where not where steve said his friend was but another spot in the same area and i continue to do the same thing i'm like okay sweet you know i'm just gonna blow some bubbles but what i decided to do at the end is to leave the bubbles now this particular area uh for anyone who's around my area uh there is a there, the weird thing about it is it's a logging cutter area so you can kind of drive up like pretty far up into the alpine, into into the mountains. 
So this particular area where I was stopping is actually pretty easy to get to. You can drive to it. And when I got there, there is an old, like really, really old chair. I didn't bring this chair with me, but there was a really old chair just sitting there. And I'm thinking, okay, this must be like a camp, like a hunting camp or something, right? So I'm there, I'm doing my bubbles and uh, I'm doing my thing. I, at the end, I'm done. I set my bubbles down right by this chair, right? Right by this really old chair. And I'm just like, okay, guys, like, well, I guess I got it. I'll see you later. I know I'm coming back, you know, on Friday or whatever it was. So I come back just a couple of days later, just a couple of days. And I get back to that exact same spot. And I notice right away as I'm driving up that the chair's gone. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then I notice that the bubbles are gone. And I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. Okay, cool. So I drive, you know interesting uh so i'm driving and i'm driving a park get out i walk over to it where the chair was where i sat on the bubbles and what do i see the weirdest thing it was a circle of stones smaller stones and then in the middle of that circle was a bigger stone hmm. that which is, is very strange right? very very strange now what now what now what the most interesting what i noticed that to be the most interesting part about that was the stones were not jagged stones. They, were, they weren't like, it was almost like they were like really like eroded stones, like, like if they were on the bottom of a river or like a, like a rock bed. They came from like an area like that. They were just like almost perfectly just like rounded out, flattened, like, you know, like skipping stones? Yeah, yeah. Like that. Like somebody had to actually go so, and look for these types of, of stones. I would think so. And so, so when I noticed that, I freak, I'm like, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm automatically going straight to Sasquatch, right? It could have been, you know, I, so I, I'm like looking around for prints. I'm like saying, thank you. You know, da, 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 da. I'm looking around, looking around. I can't find anything. I don't see any prints or anything. Granted, it was like, you know, it didn't rain for like a month or something. So the ground is ultra hard, but um, very strange though, right? Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. I, I find the whole topic of <laughs> I find the whole topic of gifting very very interesting. Like I, I really don't have an opinion either way about it. Um, I know I know there's some people out there that that are against gifting or or for gifting. Uh, I've done it in the past, but it was more of a um, uh, more of a traditional thing. You know, just a sign of respect and, and yeah. to show you know that you're you're there in a respectful way on their land that type of thing but i've never gone out actually to, to leave a gift to try to appeal to their curiosity because i, I really think that their curiosity is what's going to get them eventually discovered you know that or a bullet right. a bullet yeah. or one, is going to be one of the other ways but i, I really think that mm-hmm. the curiosity of gets gets the better part of them do you know what i mean yeah yeah no i know what you mean yeah you, you hear like the juveniles are a little bit more like curious right and sometimes the juveniles will come in and play with like you know, they'll, they'll come in and make like different, like art. Like sometimes I think that tree structures is obviously a, you know, hot, hot button topic, but sometimes you can find like really interesting weave, like woven wood and stuff like that. Like you kind of need thumbs for that. And, and, and listening to, you know, so many podcasts and stuff, all the stories that I love listening to. Sometimes you hear like, Oh yeah, I saw a juvenile Sasquatch and they were messing with the trees, you know, or something. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, it takes a lot of um, curiosity. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I mean, they, it kind yeah, of, they're very intelligent. Yeah, and, and they're appealing to your curiosity as well. I mean, 
you got pretty excited, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if it if it was indeed a Sasquatch, we don't know for certain, but it really, you know, who would yeah. do that, right? To lay out a, a circle of rocks yeah. and you know, if if it was a human, they probably just would have taken the stuff and left, or just kicked it over. They, why or something. would they leave? Yeah. Why would they leave? Silly, like, why would they do the rock formation? That's so weird, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I gotta ask I you though, know. did you keep the rocks? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't keep the rocks. I should have kept the rocks. I was, I was, you know, I gotta do more stuff like this. I'm really bad at like I don't. I almost never have plaster cast on me. <laughs> like I really need to. I really need to get like this stuff going. You know what I mean? Me too. You know what? It's been. Yeah. You know, thank to thank, thanks to the pandemic. You know, my my expeditions got put on hold, and now with the new job, you know, my schedule is completely different from my other you know, buddies that I do it with. So it's going to be difficult yeah. getting out back out into the bush, but I really want to get back out there and bring my plaster with me and, and do all that stuff. Cause I Heck find yeah. prints all the time. Like prints aren't that hard to find Heck. if you're oh. looking for them. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. You just got to look man, down I, more. I got to get up to your area. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. You do, man. That would be great to have you up here. Take oh, you up to absolutely. some, uh, some hot spots that I know of. I, well, I should clarify though. I think one spot is just a, um, uh, migration trail that they just pass through, pass through every two years or something like that. But yeah, that would be that would be awesome to go up there, man. I would I would love to come visit. Like we'll, we'll even try some yipping techniques. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll bring the bubbles, man. We'll, yeah. we'll do bubbles and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that or we're gonna we're gonna be entertaining some some freaked out hunters or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get shot, man. We're gonna get shot. No, it'll be. <laughs> heck are these guys doing these guys yeah. are crazy yeah <laughs> it'll be funny though. yeah that'll be good man yeah gifting gifting's a funny thing like 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 you said you know some people they go out into the woods and they're like okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna put an apple down and come back tomorrow and see if it's here or something and then there's other people that go into the woods and they're like okay i know they're real i know they exist i, I know where they are I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there with respect and, and love and, and like nothing but positivity in my mind and I'm gonna bring them you know like really cool stuff like marbles and you know see if they interact right mm -hmm. there's there's such a variety of gifting <laughs> but it depends depends on what you want your outcome to be too I guess right like yeah and if you want to if you want to try I I'm not I'm no expert by any means but listening to the stories and stuff it seems like if you yeah if you if you go out there and like with, with respect kind of you know show like talk to them or whatever you don't know if they're there they could be there they could be right behind you you have no idea right yeah they're so good but um yeah and and i think most people have better luck that way than as opposed to like going out there and pretending to like to make like like howling and knocking on trees and stuff yeah i'm sure that works too i'm sure that works too but and and, and that's not really gifting i guess but anyway yeah <laughs> I I think that yeah you probably have better success doing that but we could try that we yeah could try everything it also it also it probably takes a lot of um, time and patience you know what I mean you gotta go keep going back to this yeah. regular spot to you know to get them familiar it, with your face and your presence and your you know all your, yeah so um you know what you know what I love to do I'll, I'll when I get to the entrance I roll my windows down and blast music oh yeah what kind isn't that yeah so so that so that I I, I announce myself does it work. Isn't that isn't that weird? I don't know. <laughs> it's either maybe weird it's, or it works. Maybe, I'm really not sure, but <laughs> maybe it's not working because they don't like what you're playing. Man. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It very well could be. Like if they're if it's true, if they're 
because they must have like some sort of like very very old connection to the earth right like energy and stuff like that so who knows like but so like uh, you had a gentleman i think it was a gentleman on said he electromagnetic like your cell phone and stuff if you turn off your cell phone then they like the cell phone that he was saying that the cell phone um they don't like the cell phone because they can detect electromagnetic energy oh yeah yeah that was just apparently. a few episodes ago, remember yeah. well, i can't remember his name yeah. oh that was uh, uh rick Rick, that's right. It was Rick. Yeah, great episode. Yeah, he's a really good dude. Great interview. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he he he's always out in the in the forest and and gifting and you know if it works for him, great. Then uh, you know I'm yeah. just I don't know if I'm would be able to dedicate that much time to it though, just because you know yeah. life gets in the way, like we said at the start of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Life gets in the way, and you know you're right. You you would have to commit. Like for me. I, I could probably continue to commit to maybe two days a week just going back and forth, but uh, even that's a stretch sometimes yeah, me too. family and life and stuff. Yeah, yeah, me too, especially with this job. You know, my first days off are, are after a night shift, so I'm quite dead. I'm a zombie. Yeah, yeah so it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it'll work out, though, but you'll, I'll definitely have to get you up here, though. I really will have to get you up here soon. I want to so bad. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us a little update, bud. Where can people find you? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, they'll head on over to Facebook. Check out the British Columbia Sasquatch Society. Uh, sign up to the British Columbia Sasquatch Society community page. It's like the private page. we got more people on there chatting, so it's good. Come check us out. Yeah, definitely. And for the listeners, I'll leave a link to Josh's group in the podcast description. Ah, thanks for having me. I always love your show and I always love coming on. <laughs> you betcha, man. Okay, for the audience, just hang around. We're going to close out the show. Stay there. And we're back, everyone. We are back to pull the pin on this one. But before we do that, we got to give a huge thank you to Anna. Uh, Anna, I know you were very nervous to come on the show today, and you were even more nervous to share your experience with us, but I am so glad you did. I I really, really enjoyed listening to your story and hearing, you know, the little small details that you you included. And for the listeners, me and Anna spoke um, after, and she actually sent me some photos of the current house that, you know, this event happened at. And you know what? It's a darn shame that it's been vandalized the way it has been, but I wonder if the Sasquatch are still around that area. I guess, I guess we'll never know. But uh, Anna, thank you so much. And um, you know what? I, I do attribute your encounter to another case of a curious Sasquatch. Um, I know that seems very simple, you know, for the event that happened, but it, it's not unheard of that, you know, the forest people come to the window to check out what a child is doing. And what that connection is, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? You let me know. Bigfoot at gmail.com. But uh, Anna, thank you so much. Uh, you did great, and uh, thank you again. And, of course, we can't go anywhere else without saying thank you to our good buddy, Josh. Josh, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, we'll definitely have to get you up in the Nickel Valley to do some squatching. That's for sure. Sometime this summer, hopefully. Uh, fire's pending. <laughs> let's, let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Josh. And uh, gifting, another topic. I'm not drawn to either side of the fence on this thing you know 
either you gift or you don't it's completely up to you if your research techniques call for gifting more power to you if it calls for not gifting yeah that's your call i have no real no real opinion on either side of it but what do you guys think about that uh let me know uh nicola valley bigfoot at gmail.com oh you know what and go check out josh's facebook page just uh log into your facebook and type search uh british columbia sasquatch society and his stuff comes up he's got a nice little uh nice little group page there go check it out i'll leave a link in the description as well um we're gonna wrap this one up guys it's a beautiful day today and i really want to get outside and enjoy it so uh, we're gonna wrap this one up uh but before we do that uh, if you have had an encounter and you want to be on the show or even if you want to make a comment about the guests today uh, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A, nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, but yeah, if you have a comment, send me an email. Okay, guys, uh, the sun is shining. You know, the barbecue is warming up, and I have things to do. So we're going to wrap this one up. But uh, thanks again for tuning in, and tune in next week. I will, I will have another good one for you, I promise. Uh, but until then, I'll talk to you later. Bye.